Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and I want to start this podcast off with a little bit of an apology to the good people of Las Vegas, because about 13, 14 months ago this time, they were the ones who were enjoying pizza from Izzy's Pizza Bus, but then the bus moved here to Omaha, and they no longer get this glorious pizza, but this is kind of one of those sorry, not sorry scenarios, because it's so delicious, I'm not really sorry i'm super happy that you guys are here and by you guys i mean the creators of izzy's pizza bus we've got brett and cherish geiger as my guests at the second restaurant hoppin live podcast guys welcome back to the show thanks man thanks for having us yeah yeah let's cheer for him let's give it up for dan for doing this it's awesome it's all about you guys (laughs) it feels absolutely crazy i had you guys on the show one time right after you came to omaha i hadn't even had your pizza at that point now I'm addicted to it, so I'm, I think this show will be Good. a little bit, yeah. a little bit better. Good, we got gotcha. you. So Good. actually, we're, we're, this podcast is happening at a very interesting time because just two days ago on Saturday, uh, we're recording this on June 12th. So June 10th was your one-year anniversary of making the move from Vegas to Omaha. I mean, so much has happened in those 365 days. Does it like? Does it even feel real? Like how much has gone down in that short amount of time? Not really. No. No. It's like four years of stuff jammed into one. Not even really one. Like, yeah. well, it was a couple of days from now. We'll have been here a year. Yeah. That we have officially arrived and in town. And then I moved yeah. here and got COVID and couldn't work for a few <laughs> weeks right away. So that was a nice warm welcome. Um, but, yeah, so it's uh, it's not even been a year. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's definitely proven that we, I think we made the right choice. Oh, for sure. Without without a doubt. (laughs) So what I think is so cool to see is Izzy's has been a lifelong dream for you guys. You both went to culinary school. Brett, you went to Tony Gimignotti's pizza school. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Not (laughs) at all. This was not on the radar at all for you guys' careers. Cherish, you were a teacher. Brett, you were working as a sound engineer for Cirque du Soleil. Like, where did this love for pizza come from, and how does – two people with those random backgrounds end up starting a pizza food truck? Um, I just like to have fun. I don't know. Life's too short to uh, take it too serious, really. And I've somehow, I don't know how, but always been blessed in just being able to have fun for the most part. I just pick a job that I want to have a good time at and go for it. And so far, it has worked out. So I don't know. It just, um, 
the whole pizza thing just came from a love of pizza, like straight up just a love of pizza. Um, at the time, it was like, I don't really want to go pay for it. I'd like to just make it like <laughs> every day uh, at home so it's a little cheaper so I can eat it all the time. So, I mean, that's where the business aspect part of it came in. But, I mean, look at you. You love pizza, right? Go back to being a kid. I we do love, love pizza. We love pizza, right? just comes from that, too. And just yeah. to be clear for everyone, when we talk about loving pizza, for National Pizza Month, that's October, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys got pizza, if not every day, almost every single day. Sometimes more than these. Once. These are professional <laughs> pizza lovers <laughs> on a whole nother level. Yeah, it's not even just like it doesn't have to be the perfect pizza. We just love pizza, you know, like, I mean, I'll eat almost any of them, really. It's just the love of the product itself. Yeah. And then you learn something from each one you eat, too, whether it's bad, good, like it's, there's so many styles and so many products and so many ways to make it. There's always something to learn from it or take away. And at worst case, you ate pizza. <laughs> That's a pretty good worst case scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Brett, on the last podcast, we kind of talked about how this you had this love of pizza, but this creation of you actually experimenting with pizzas, it came because you worked at night as a you know uh, a sound engineer for Cirque du Soleil, like we talked about, and and Cherish was gone during the days working, so you were just like, well, I don't have a lot to do. Let's just make something productive of my time. But uh, so people, a lot of people have hobbies, but they don't turn them into a business. At what point, like you're, you're cooking pizzas, you're experimenting, you're having a good time, you're starting to figure stuff out. At what point does it become like, hey, maybe this is more than a hobby. Maybe this could be something real. Um, it was mostly just cooking it for friends all the time, honestly. It wasn't really an idea. It was kind of like two things. Um, working in the corporate world, uh, some, some, some people join, uh, enjoy it. Some people definitely very much dislike it so uh you start thinking of different paths to take and uh that was part of it um the other part was uh the i mean just like building the bus and all that it almost was kind of like a boredom situation she would have been mad if i just sat around the house and didn't do anything all day and then just went and spent <laughs> money and all these things so I'm may, like, may as well make a food truck out of a bus right i'm like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be bored i'm gonna be out doing stuff all day let me buy a school bus it's not that expensive my mom hooked me up with the money for it thanks mom good looking out mom (laughs) um yeah mom paid for the bus uh bought it started that convinced her it would definitely be worth it i would at least sell it at worst case so um keeps me out of trouble i stayed at home (laughs) i worked on a school bus for a year Cherish, what was that conversation like when Brett's like, I think I want, and not only just buy a bus, he went to Seattle, flew to Seattle, bought the bus, and drove it back before (laughs) converting it into a food truck. What was that conversation like? I mean, were you just blown away? Was it excitement? What was it? Um, uh... Honestly, I was just like, whatever. It's one of his, like, crazy (laughs) schemes that... She was like, whatever. Brett is very good at looking for something to do and starting it and sometimes following through, sometimes just like, eh, whatever, I'm done with it. So I just kind of figured, well, I guess we'll see where it goes. And She's like, it didn't cost us as much money as mom bought the bus. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a good investment. And and what has the transition been like for you going from teacher to basically full-time pizza cook? Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, COVID happened, couldn't teach. Very uh, Vegas wasn't really even doing not much online teaching, so I hopped on the bus and started helping out, and then it just blew up over COVID, and we decided, well, I guess I'll just stop teaching and do it. 
miss teaching a little bit here and there. I still get out and sub. I got my teaching license here and stuff, so I get out a little bit, but I this is much more fun. There's something <laughs> about being your own boss and doing your own yeah. thing and, like, creating, like, I don't know. I think she's, she sees it now, too. Like, I mean, I didn't see it before, but it's ever, especially since we moved here, it's just something's, like, being created. So it's more than just a job, especially for mm-hmm. us where, you know, where the owners were invested with our whole lives into it. So gives us a lot uh, more freedom too. It's different than just going to a job for sure. Like anyone that's done their own business or even had their own little, like whatever, their idea that's taken off, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just really cool to see it somehow blossom and just ride that wave while it's there. Okay. We have gone way too long. We've gone about 10 minutes here and we haven't even acknowledged the star of the show, the (laughs) name behind this place. And that would be Izzy right there. Can we all give it up for Izzy? (laughs) So, so that's for obviously Brett and Cherish's daughter. And she is the reason that we are all here tonight. She's the reason that Izzy's Pizza Bus is here because you wanted her to, Cherish, you grew up here in Omaha and and you guys were out in Vegas, but wanted her to grow up closer to her grandparents, which I just love. And I think that that's just such a pure intention and a good reason to, to come back. But I'm just, I'm so curious because you guys had established something in Vegas, like you were legit. People knew what Izzy's Pizza Bus was. You had clientele. You were selling out. And when you move, you got to make all kinds of changes. you got to build that fan base all over again. You have to find suppliers to get your cheeses and your flowers and everything from. you got to figure out where are places where we can park the bus. How is this all going to work? Like, that's so much change. What were those conversations like as you were talking about? What are the pros and cons of getting Izzy back closer to family and, and I mean, you guys get to be around family, too. Not all about Izzy. Versus... I mean, it is. It but. is. Okay, it, okay, it's all about Izzy. Versus we have something really good going in Vegas. Are we sure we want to risk that? It was pretty scary. Yes. <laughs> I, I like risk. I built a school bus into a pizza kitchen. <laughs> right? I'm down. Like, um, that goes back to yeah. me. Just like, life's too short. I'm just like, let's just do it. Whatever. It'll, like, there's jobs out there right now, right? We were like, there's jobs if, if it doesn't work. You know, again, I'll sell it. Like, if it doesn't work, it's like, whatever. We have a mobile business, though. It's on wheels. And at the time, we lived in an RV. It's on wheels. Like, we can literally do anything we want. We just go. So, like, why not? That's part of the plus of the family being there, too, is that uh, they're there for us to fall back on. They've been nice enough to give us a place to live for a while while we build everything up here and still, you know, figure out where we want to live and all that because we're still new, so. Yeah. Yeah. Super scary, but big leap of faith and luckily people pulled through for us and it's just blown up so she has more reservations than i do i knew it worked (laughs) she's wanted to move back home for a while anyway so i was like fine you talked me into it it's one place we haven't gone yet let's just go there (laughs) i i love that attitude of just hey let's just give it a try and see if it works so i mean sarah what do you think i'm i'm kind of passionate about opening a pizza bus are you cool with that as long as, as long as long as mom and dad pay for it, I found one with a roof raise. It's like way tall. You'd fit perfect. So I'm not yeah, sure that, about that's it. the that's the biggest thing, right? I might develop kind of a a neck lean from yeah. doing that all the time. So I promise I would let you, Brett, nerd out about pizza a little bit on this podcast and get into the science behind it because I know. Yeah, pizza's delicious, but it's a very very technical thing, especially when you're doing Detroit style pizza. So first. You guys specialize in Detroit style. 
can you guys just run through the main characteristics of that style of pizza? I mean, everybody who's in the room right now is eating it. They, they understand what it is. But for people who are listening or maybe even people who have had it just for the first time, what are the characteristics that define Detroit style? Yeah, uh, 70% or more hydrated dough. So that's how much water is in it versus flour. Um, and how does that compare to like a New York style slice? <clears throat> I think they're anywhere between like 55 and 63, maybe. So um, a sig- lot drier. Significantly higher, yeah. Yeah, and then the tavern style thin crust is even lower than that and all these things. But um, a little more of a hydrated dough uh, because it then, um, as you proof it in the pan, it's going to, you know, in theory, it's going to proof that dough up nice and airy and get it uh, a little bit bubbles in there. You know, try to make it a little puffy cloud type of pizza. Um, so the water is a requirement. Uh, the pan is a requirement. Um, the brick cheese is not really, I mean, there's like rules on every style of pizza, but our interpretation is a brick cheese mozzarella blend. We just like it. Um, it's come out really good and really happy with the blend we use lately. Uh, and then sauce on top, um, whether pre-oven or post-oven, we put it on post-oven, post-bake. I just have a fr- fresher flavor for us. Um, but otherwise, that's another characteristic, too. So, yeah. Are, are Water, you, pan, cheese, sauce are, on top. Are, are you going to f- not talk about the best part? Something else. The best part is that caramelized I mean, cheese that, yeah, crust. That just, yeah. that, that's the best. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> like, just what comes out. Of, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, the, that's the end result for sure. Yeah. Just that caramelized cheese. It gives it yeah. a little bit of sweetness, so much texture. Like, Sarah can attest to this. I I eat your pizzas like a monster because they come in squares. I will eat out the middle so I just have, like, the edge pieces mm. left so I can end <laughs> yeah. on the best bites. I feel like a maniac when I do. Like, that's probably my serial killer tell. I don't care. I want to finish with those bites of pizza because they're so good. And that, that's what makes Detroit style different. I mean, there are several things. But to me, that's, like, the biggest differentiator is you don't get that style of crust on any other pizza. No. Nope. Yeah, and it's taken, I mean, it's not perfect every time, you know. I'm, I'll never make the perfect pizza. That's the fun part of the chase. But uh, when it's cooked right and you get that, like, it's kind of crunchy, kind of gooey, kind of chewy, yeah, that's the goodness right there. Yeah. And we like to cut ours in four just so everyone gets that corner too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, typically unless someone asks, we'll cut it smaller. But give, we just cut the one pizza in four. Everyone gets the exact same corner slice. So. Nice. So especially back in your experimentation days before you open the bus and everything you you've made all kinds of different pizzas it you know you did not specialize in detroit style back then what was it about this style of pizza that really kind of stood out to you and sang because i know cherish was not on board at the beginning that's why i looked at her she was like she she wasn't even down at all at first uh no we were gonna do thin pizzas and brett discovered the detroit style at a local place in vegas and he was like, oh, this is super good. And I tried it, and I was like, mm, I don't really know. Nah. Um, but we tried a couple more places and <clears throat> played with ours a little bit. And I kind of was like, well, maybe try this or whatever. And we did. And I was like, all right, now, now I'm feeling it. But, yeah, at it first. Took, it took quite a bit of development. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to do, I was messaging you. I showed you a picture of what I was going to sell, and I won't show it down here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not quite as beautiful as today's rendition. That's what we'll everyone, just put it that way. Everyone was like, I mean, it still tasted great, but it everyone did. was like, you should sell these, you should sell these. I, was, I built the bus based on those things, and now wow. we're making these, what you see now. Um, but it took a few. I remember one specific day, it was a 
a dark day in Vegas, which means we, uh, and at Cirque, uh, which means there was just no shows. We were just there to work. So I was in the kitchen just cooking a pizza, and I had like this starting to get a little bit creative with things. I made some kind of garlic creamy sauce on there, and I've, I think it was the first time I started playing with like ricotta on the pizza and stuff, and I made this pizza at work. And it was like this perfect day, and we took it outside, and we took these photos by the palm trees and everything, and like two or three people at work were like, oh, my God, when they ate it. They were like, whoa. And I was like, you know what? You're right. This is pretty good. I should start making this kind of pizza more often. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just had one pan at the time. Um, just fell in love with it and bought one pan just to try it out. But I have 120 of those pans now of the size we use now. And then we yeah. have... Like 12 large pans and 22 small pans and a couple other different size pans. So, yeah, it's taken off. Pizza Empire going. Trying. Uh, Are you still experimenting with the dough all the time, or have you found, like, a pretty consistent recipe? Yeah, lately uh, I've been sticking to the same one for at least multiple weeks right now. The weather is changing everything. So um, it's another thing I had to really adjust when I moved here is the humidity is totally different, um, clearly, than the desert. So making dough. Very, very weird. Lately, I've been, um, you know, in the summer, I'll take the water down and the yeast down because the heat and the humidity kind of make up for all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, every single time, pretty much. The past few weeks, I'd say, I um, feel like I'm hitting something that's pretty good. So we've been kind of sticking with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a chase, like I said, every time. There's I'm never going to make that perfect pizza, so I might as well just keep trying new things. And I'll always find, like, a new flour or a new yeast or play with the sourdough starter or make a poolish or something like that, you know, more pizza nerd stuff. But can you, talk, um, can you talk a little bit more about that change in climate? Because I think that's something, before talking to you and honestly before talking to some bakers on this show, I never really thought about or realized is not even talking about the, the move from Vegas, which is so much drier, to here, which is, uh, you know, so much more wet and humid, But even just the difference between making a pizza on, like, a spring day where it's 70 degrees and, you know, maybe rainy or whatever to just a dry 95-degree summer day, like, that affects what you do to the dough. That affects how you cook it. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Because that's something that really opened my eyes. Yeah, everything. Even the start of our day, right? Like, we go in at kind of whatever time is needed to get the dough out of the fridge or unless we have other stuff to do, but, like, Everything comes down to with the wind, how warm is it outside or in the kitchen to get that dough out of the fridge at the right time. So then anticipating, oh, it's going to sit at room temp for X amount of hours, then it's going to go in a pan for X amount of time, and then it's like really trying to, like I'm, we're checking the weather all the time. Um, I even got a new weather thing in the bus with humidity on it and everything to start trying to track all that stuff because it all affects it. We don't know. It's really hard to track, and um, I don't know, like, we're not masters at it by far, but we're just trying every single time. And it's so weird because we don't have a climate-controlled place. It's like we throw it in a bus and we figure it out from there. So whatever whatever it is outside is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just I try to look ahead every time I'm making a, a new dough and just do I need more yeast? Do I need more water? Do I need to let it get out of the fridge longer? Stuff like that. It really changes every single day for us because we don't have that controlled environment except for in our commissary kitchen. So. Which is Trucks and Chaps, by the way. Yeah. I was just about to mention that because I have done a very poor job as a host of not mentioning where you guys are usually posted up at. That is Trucks and Taps at, off 108th and Q. Yep. Uh, you'll usually be there 
Fridays. Uh, uh, we're there like two or three days a week. It kind yeah. of depends. Uh, that is one hard thing with our thing. We're a food truck, so we always tell people we do get out and about. We can't just stay in one spot, unfortunately. Um, but what's but great about you is you update your calendar times. very consistently. Every week, usually every day, if you're going to be somewhere, you're like, hey, come out to Beer to Brewer tonight. Come out to Trucks and Taps, wherever it might be. So follow Izzy's Pizza Bus, especially on Instagram, Facebook too. But Both, in- yeah. Instagram, I'd say, yeah, you're probably most... I've been trying to do more. Omaha's a Facebook city. I've been trying to do a lot more on there. Um, Pretty active on there. Yeah. One other thing I want to make a note of is Detroit-style pizza is not synonymous with deep-dish pizza. (laughs) So often I get that. Like, I try and describe Detroit-style to someone. They're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like deep-dish, right? No. I was like, I've seen it. Style, yeah. Deep dish Deep is dish. there. They Detroit's are, over there. Yeah, they are wildly different. Yeah. I just want to make that di- differentiation for anyone who's listening. Yep. Let's talk about ovens. What type of ovens are you guys using? How hot do they get? How hot you want to turn it up, Dan? Well, I mean, like, okay, what do you cook at? <laughs> Maybe that's a better question. Not the maximum heat. Uh, we go around 500 right now. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty hot in there. Um, it's a propane deck oven. There's four different decks. Um, we usually just cook on three of them, which holds like 22 pizzas. So cooking 22 pizzas at once is already enough. I don't really <laughs> fill the fourth one up at all. I call it a triple decker when she gets me on that third one over there. She's, uh, she gets making them pretty fast sometimes. So, yeah, we just um, propane deck oven, propane tank on the back. I got one that just fits in a, in a bus all nice, and the propane usage isn't crazy, so we're not paying too much money. But, yeah, it's a nice oven. I dig it. You guys have found a really nice vibe where Cherish is the one who's kind of working up front, and she's, she's making the pizzas, and then she's passing them off to you, and you're, you're putting them in the oven, then you're bringing them out and finishing them and cutting them. How did you decide that was going to be the rhythm and kind of the flow between you two when you did the bus full-time? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, uh, I smell a good story yeah, here. Well, Brett has a very hard time keeping his mind on one track. So having him up front... You probably noticed that already right now, right? Uh, Having him up front was... I mean, he did fine making pizzas, but he gets very distracted by people outside and starts talking, and then, like, making isn't happening, or he forgets one or something. So throwing him in the back by the oven where he's kind of away from everybody was a good plan because it's a lot easier for him to stay focused. Still is a good plan. And not get distracted. We both are pretty good at either spot um, she's very very organized so i I'll leave her in the front to like get everything in the right place at the right time and all that all i have to do is make sure hopefully i don't burn them so that's easier for me i'll come up with all the other stuff i cook them she puts them together awesome so yeah she but she's been doing that for what a year more than yeah like just on the make strictly for at on least the make, a year about a year now yeah maybe more so she's rocking it right now oh yeah it's a partnership nice, that is nice absolutely <laughs> working um, what is it do you think that makes Izzy's pizzas stand out from other Detroit-style pizzas? Like, do you, do you feel like there's something unique about your pizza where you're like, that's kind of our calling card? Everything, really. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a billion maze, ways to make pizza. The pizza community is another thing I'll talk about, too, which is cool. Let's talk um, about it. It's very open and sharing. Like, I'll... Yeah. I'll give you all my recipe. I really don't care. Like, I'll just give it to you because it comes down to the process and the temperatures and the times. I mean, cooking is time and temperature, right? So same with dough, making dough, making pizza and all that stuff. I can give you every single thing 
that I use, but it won't come out the same. You know, in the same oven, the same room. Maybe you're using a different flour. Maybe you made a different time of day. Like, everything's totally different. So, really, I mean, as you know from being a pizza nerd yourself, you'll go around town, and every single one tastes different. There's oh, so, yeah. so many good ones around town. Um, but you could all use the same stuff, and it's always going to taste totally different. So, yeah, just that. And then coming up with our own thing. Like, I blend flowers just because it's – I like what it comes out um, – the protein level we're going for and the flavor and all that, but also it just makes it unique. No one else is probably blending the same two flowers we are, the same way we are. Um, same amount of water, same brand of yeast, you know, same two cheeses that we mix together, which is probably very unique. So, yeah, it's just how you design it, really. I just I just have gone down a long list of testing of, like, trying this thing, trying this thing, trying this thing, like buying cases and hundreds of dollars worth of things and being like, nope, don't like it. Got a case of pepperoni in the fridge right now if you want it. Um, but <laughs> we got room for that in the fridge at home, I think. You're a pizza guy. We You'll can always it. make room for pepperoni. But, there's yeah, there's just things. I kind of like this one more than the next one. So, yeah, it's just it's part of that hunt we already yeah. talked about, you know. Just We're keep just, going. Yeah, we just keep hunting for better ingredients and, seeking, you know, costs have gone up, but we're still seeking out those quality ingredients, which I think is a key factor, too. It's definitely uh, a key factor. We're not, like, cutting costs. Oh, Prices are going up, so we're just going to go with something cheaper. We just kind of dealt with it and keep that high quality in, which helps make it. What and it you is. get those comments too. You know, the I get it. I'm not trying to make cheap pizza though. Like there's there's already places that do that like on purpose, and it's just not what we do. So yeah, yeah like like she said, just get the quality stuff. Um, you can tell in the flavor, and I can tell when I cook it. Like even the, the like I was saying, the pepperonis, like. The ones we stopped using the versus the ones now, they even look completely different when we cook them. I like cooking them more, so I can smell them in the oven mm, versus those nasty olives. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so, go, yeah, go just, ahead. Just every little, every little piece of the, the pizza journey, I feel like, makes every pizza place unique, really. Okay. You just gave a shout-out to the Pizza Alliance. Uh, I want to talk... Metro Omaha Pizza Alliance. There you go. I want to give a little bit of love to David Lasole, who started that, and just all the guys who are a part of that now. Just this pizza community, you would think, like, all these different pizza places, they're they're competing for for business. Because when someone says, I want to get pizza tonight, they can only go to one place. So you would think all these people are in competition to try and get that person. But you guys have come together and started this thing called the the Metro Omaha Pizza Alliance, whatever you just said, Yep. where you guys will get together, like, I don't, like 15, tomorrow 15 night. 20 of you? Yeah, you're getting together at Dante tomorrow night and yeah. just talk about pizza and share ideas, share recipes. How unique is that and just how cool is it? Like, what so have you awesome. learned? That's just another cool thing about having moved here is that, that, that he has set, David has set something like that up and invited us in. It's been really cool. Um, yeah, we just go and we... Bunch of the pizza owners in town, like all the shops you guys have probably heard of. Um, you know, we don't do the chains or anything like that, but every one of the local shops, like everyone's involved and invited. And uh, we just talk business and meet and greet. And if there's any like problems going on mm-hmm. or any any things we, anyone wants to discuss, news, whatever. Um, take shots of olive oil. Take shots we of olive oil. Have. Last <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. We do, yeah. <laughs> some wine and some olive oil. Never heard anyone <laughs> a pizza meeting, right? Um, yeah, it's just a collective thing. It's like, um, um, there's, and there's no offense to any of the other food industries. They work, you know, harder than I do for sure. A lot of people, but there is no, like that I know of, there's no like 
cheeseburger alliance, you know? Like, it's cool that pizza has, like, this club where everyone's willing to share information and share things and just talk about things and be together because everyone is unique. And, yeah, you can only go to one pizzeria, but I'd prefer you go to a pizzeria in town somewhere and then somewhere else, and then you'll be like, oh, I just love local pizza. I'm going to go check this place out and this place out, you know, and just find out what's good around town. So. Mm-hmm. There's some great ones out there. Yeah, we, to me, I'm yapping too much. You're not doing anything. Sorry. <laughs> Brett always yaps too much. We, yeah, but, but, but your overall point, there are so many great pizza places around so many, town. Like, we're, we're not the best. I'm never claiming to be the best. We just try to make what we like. I'm glad other people like it. But, um, yeah, as a, as, an, as a pizza alliance, that's just the goal is, like, just to push the, the word of local pizza and just try to make sure everyone knows that there's some really good, awesome local places out there with families just trying to make a living and serve really good stuff so hey there listeners we'll get back to my guest in a minute but i gotta remind you one more time about certified piedmontese anyone who listens to this podcast or follows me on social media knows that i enjoy my fair share of decadent meals and delicious desserts and that's why it's really important to me to eat really clean between big meals and that is one of the main reasons i love certified piedmontese Piedmontese cattle have extra muscle mass, which allows them to maintain a rich tenderness without much fatty marbling. In fact, ounce for ounce, certified Piedmontese beef has fewer calories and more protein than salmon. Don't believe that healthy food can taste this good? Just try it. When you order off certifiedpiedmontese.com, use the promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. You will taste the difference for yourself If you are looking for steak, roasts, tenderloins, bacon, and more, check out CertifiedPiedmontese.com and experience the Certified Piedmontese difference today. And now, back to my guest. I want to talk a little bit about you guys' creativity because you offer some pretty basic pizzas on your menu. You know, you've got just the straight pepperoni, pepperoni and hot honey, kind of like a combo. You've got those, but you also, I've seen you put Nashville hot chicken, Bangers and mash, scotch egg on a pizza. I was scrolling back through your Instagram. That was really fun, by the way. Also made me really hungry. But you put jerk chicken on pizza. You put caramelized apples. Shout out Ryan on the jerk chicken. Jardinera, elote, like all wild flavors of the food spectrum. I missed that elote one. It looked awesome. So good. (laughs) But what I love about it is it's not like you're just making your normal pizza and then just like throwing some ingredients on top of it. Like we see so many places doing like crab rangoon pizza and just kind of throwing stuff on top. You are still like thoughtfully thinking, okay, how do these ingredients work with our base product, with our specific dough, our specific cheese? How do you take some of those, you know, kind of wilder ingredients and find a way to incorporate them with what works for you? Testing at home, eating a lot of pizza at home. Uh, Not as much as we used to, but... Back over the winter, there was a week straight there where we tried like five or six different pizzas in five or six days, trying out some different toppings, and, oh, yeah, we like this on this one. Now we should change this up somehow. Um, That's kind of what we do. We look for stuff in season back in towards the end of summer, I think, last year or early fall. We did the peach pizza. We're like, oh, peaches are in season. Yeah, we got to do that again. Do some peaches, and what will go with those? I think we ended up doing some prosciutto and balsamic with it. So Something else, yeah. She's come up with a lot of good ones, too, that we haven't even totally come out with yet. Um, working on a few here and there as we get time, you know. But she's got some good ideas. What's been your favorite one that you've created, Cherish? Um, we did it, I would have to say, I think, well, the peach one's up there pretty high. 
Um, but we did one in Vegas. We called it Fungus Among Us. It was mushrooms and balsamic and prosciutto and burrata. Oh, yeah, the burrata. Come mm. on. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Creamy mozzarella soaked in mozzarella. Creamy mozzarella soaked in mozzarella? That's burrata. Oh. I see. I don't know the science behind this. I just <laughs> eat food. I don't know how it's created. I'm just like, oh, food is here. I it so tastes good. good. Burrata is so good. Okay, I just learned uh, how to make burrata. Learn something new every day. Okay, I want to take you guys back to the very beginning. Your first post on Instagram, you said, "Winner, winner, pizza dinner coming to coming soon to Vegas." This was June 22nd of 2018. You went all the way back. Wow. It took a long time to scroll Seriously. all the way back. Like it was like five <laughs> minutes of Instagram scrolling. You Waiting post a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, put, I put work in for you, Brett. <laughs> See. So it was about a year later that you got your July 22nd of 2019. You get your certification from the health department. What do you remember the first time serving out of the bus? Your first event. Where was it, and what was it like? Poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, what a filter you have. Uh, I said poop. <laughs> I suppose so. We keep this PG. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, uh, I have my buddy from Cirque du Soleil. You want to come make pizzas with me? He's like, I've never done it. Sure. Um, so he, he and I are planning to go to uh, Smith's Grocery Store or whatever that is out here. It's like Baker's or whatever. Baker's, yeah. Same type of thing. Same place. They used to let you rent a space out front. Um, so I paid my 30 bucks, and I was like, sweet, we're going to go sell a few pizzas today. Uh, the health inspector told me, I'm not going to show up on your first few days just to let you, like, take it easy, because I was chatting with him the whole time I was building and everything. Cool, sweet, thanks. Um, go to start up the bus, and the generator won't start. It's completely dead. So I mess with it for, like, an hour, and I'm like, well, I'm already an hour late. This is awesome. Uh, so I'm like, well, we'll just go. I'll take an extension cord. It's the grocery store. i got to find a outlet somewhere like right by a soda machine i found one so i stole their outlet <laughs> plugged in i was already an hour late there's like f- 10 people out there because i was bragging about it to all my friends oh, we're gonna open up um so at that time not really understanding dough all that well really and the detroit thing was new to us like i'm like okay we're gonna go and i'm gonna shred cheese before we open and i'm gonna pan dough before we open and i'm gonna get all this dough ready before we open there's already a line of people out there i'm shredding cheese by hand on this thing, um, panning dough, which takes hours. So I don't know what I was doing, like a half hour before I was supposed to sell it. Um, yeah, just like people are just waiting. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's going to be another hour. So I'm like, all right, finally, I think we can start selling pizzas. Cheese done. Everything's done. Oh, hello. Health inspector pops <laughs> oh right gosh. on. Dude, I'm like, for real, right now, dude? Right now. Um, <laughs> took me another half hour. Luckily, gave me zero marks i was on top of my game i was brand new i was like so nervous everything was you know no big deal still is by the way uh yeah so everything pretty much that could have gone wrong in those first few hours definitely went wrong uh some of my friends just left without eating like i gotta go to work sorry (laughs) dude um this old guy saw me building the bus one day and like came by and he was way mad that I wasn't serving yet and all these I'd plan my day for this and all these things. So yeah, it was an, it was an interesting day, but I sold like maybe like ten pizzas and I was like so excited. Yes, someone bought some pizzas and then I went to Cirque that night and just bragged about it. So, <laughs> so what what did you learn from that first cook? Like it's on you know a lot of stuff went wrong. You learned a lot. How do you? Go home. I guess you still have to work, but how do, how do you like come home from work, decompress, and be like, okay, 
I need to make some serious adjustments for the next time I do this. That was the cool thing about that job is I just sat there and almost did nothing all the time. So that's where I, that's where I created the whole business at. So I just went to work that night and I was like, all right, game plan time. And just kind of like, wow, that was, a, that was a trip. It's cool. I made a few dollars, but uh, yeah, time to start thinking about like how it actually works. What was the feedback on the pizza themselves? I don't remember. Hopefully not good that day. Like, I mean, well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully good, but I, I know that, yeah, I know what they looked like. Hopefully there's no photos of that one. I'll, show, I'll send you a photo if there is one. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll do that. I yeah, was just in, glad to, you know, I was just glad to get through that first one. It wasn't like an awesome, like, opening day thing. Um, kind of a soft open type first, of thing. Yeah, it was just. The first few were a little rough. It was a straight up <laughs> chaos fest. Yeah. I showed her a picture the other day of uh, some food truck stuff you learn as you're going. Um, I never worked on one before. I just built it and went about my day. So I didn't realize that everything falls <laughs> when you're driving. <laughs> so, so I've got the roll of paper towels totally came out and there's just like giant cloud of paper towels in the back of the bus the trash is over the oven opens when you're driving and it's like 500 degrees so I'm driving on the highway and it's like 500 degree heat and you can't cool it and I can't you can't stop. go shut it yeah. <laughs> so I've got this heat pumping on me and everything's falling I was like oh this is awesome the fridge opens sauce pours out so yeah it was really good fun times lots of bungee cords ever since then so Okay, uh, I, 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 I want to go back to something you said because I think this is really important. You built the entire bus yourself basically in like a year. Like you bought yes, this sir. thing and it was a shell. <clears throat> what was that process like? That was fun, right? That was I good. didn't do very she much. She didn't do much. <laughs> I had a good time. I just drank a bunch of wine out there and, <laughs> and installed a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, my dad helped with the floor. My buddy Jim and uh, my buddy Rich helped with the electrical. Otherwise, I did everything myself, all of it. Um, Lots of YouTube, lots of just trial and error, tons and tons of trips back and forth to Home Depot and Lowe's and all those. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a really good time. I kind of want to build another one. I've been talking about it. You have been talking about it. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, uh, uh, I think the next one would be really cool because of what I learned with this one. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember your original question where that. Was I like don't remember my original about, question either. <laughs> it, just to tell you, it was awesome to build it. I had a really good time. I, I just had a school bus in my driveway for a year, and I was just like hanging out on the roof of a school bus, drinking beer and painting it, or or you know maybe my next day was like, oh, I just get to cut seats out of a school bus and throw them out. I had a handicap lift on there, the, the big handicap door, so we would just get on it and just ride it up and down. Izzy would ride it all the time, right? <laughs> I think the number one lesson I've learned from tonight is I need to go get a job with Cirque du Soleil. You're talking, your days are just drinking and <laughs> building out this school bus and making pizza, and then you go to work and think more about pizza. And <laughs> sounds amazing. I worked at night and they paid well. There you go. Um, hmm. I had a question that I was going to ask, and now it, it has slipped my mind. It, buses, probably, it probably wasn't very good. Buses, new buses, new um, things. You uh, asked about that a little. So, Cherish, you mentioned the first couple cooks, the first couple times that the bus was out, kind of rough. Not, not the best product. At what point did you start to nail down the processes and figure out, like, okay, this is how I work on a food truck. This is how we make sure everything is bungeed shut. This is how, you know, I pre-shred cheese instead of doing it right before service. Like, when did you start to get those processes down? That was a lot of him. Um, the first, not not quite a year, I don't think. It was mostly him because I was still teaching full-time, so I would just hop on and help on the weekends. 
Um, so it was a lot of him figuring stuff out. Um, I think the real big, like, jump was when we kind of decided, all right, thins are not going to work on here. We need to pick yeah, the style the thin crust, and yeah. go with it. So we ditched the thins, went with the uh, Detroit style. I think that was a that was a big step in the right direction. Just the first, I, the one that stands out the most in my head is when we did a job for Izzy's dance studio, and it was what July. Oh man! And it was like 112 degrees outside, and we literally had people standing outside for two hours waiting for pizza because we just did not know what we were doing. And that was our like legit first day. Yeah, that was. was I felt was really bad for all those people. <laughs> We just did a fundraiser thing. Shh. I'm seeing you guys have like PTSD in your eyes right now. You're just like that was that a day. really yeah, rough day. Like, oh, that day. <laughs> um, I felt really bad for making all those people stand outside. You know, we did not expect it to go the way it did, and people were waiting outside. And I think that night was a real eye opener for us to just like, okay, we need to really reevaluate what we're going to do, what we're going to offer, how are we going to, you know, approach. Who's doing what on the bus? How are we going to tell people wait times, things like that? Um, and we've gotten all that pretty nailed down to a pretty, pretty exact science. I, I feel like I think so. I think what's what I think about it all the time lately is what's cool is like uh, we don't have really any experience doing any of this. Um, we're just kind of ringing it the whole time. So we've created like our own processes and our own ways of doing things that are probably unconventional in a lot of other ways. Um, as you might see sometime, the way I'm cutting, like, dough and things like that is, like, I'm sure no one else does weighing dough and, like, panning things and stuff the way we do, but it just, like, comes out of necessity and just how we operate. It's just everything has worked out. So, yeah, everything down to where she is in the bus to, um, like... Even how we handle our wait times. I mean, some of that I pulled out from teaching experiences, like, okay, we need to organize this. We have, If you peek inside the bus, we have a tally sheet there with our all of the times and broken down into 15-minute blocks, and we know how many pizzas we can make in 15 minutes, and that's how we offer our wait times, you know, and I can't even remember when we started with the whole pager system. I think it came from being at all the bars and tired of screaming for people. It was, we were at Tenea Creek Brewery, and a lot of people there wanted us to come in, like, all the time, this brewery in Las Vegas. They wanted us, can you come in and let us know? Can you come in and let us know? It's like, I'm so busy. There's no way I can do all this. I'm buying pagers. I just went on Amazon and got some. Um, but that's been a real lifesaver too. As long as they Definitely. work, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the wait time thing used to really bother me though. Until we, she figured out this whole checklist thing too. We've done a lot of math and figured out exactly how many pizzas we can make like every fifteen minutes, so we can give someone a realistic time. Just because, I mean, I know I get hangry, dude. I know how it is. So if you're just told like, oh, it's gonna be like thirty to forty five minutes, and maybe it's like forty five to an hour, it's like I get it. I totally get it. I'm not trying to make anyone wait, so we're really trying to like nail that process down and just give people realistic expectation, mm-hmm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. So. so you guys have clearly nailed down a lot of your processes. I appreciate that you used Vegas as like your guinea pigs. You got everything figured out. <laughs> got, you became experts. Got it out of the way. And Thank then you, you Vegas. dumped appreciate them it. and came up here, and we got to experience it. <laughs> so forget Vegas. We're not going to talk about them anymore. I want to talk about Omaha because when you guys came, you you had like a kind of a – announcing that you were leaving Vegas Post and just how emotional that was. And that was shared in the the Omaha food community, especially on Omaha Food Lovers. Shout out to Stacey Winters, who's, <laughs> who's here. Um, but, I mean, that post blew up, and everyone was super excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a 
just a pizza nerd. So like, I just follow pizza places all over the country like, on Instagram. Another one. Yeah. So I saw that and I was just like, <laughs> yes, I'm in for this, but it's one thing for there to be a lot of hype and for people to say, Oh yes, we're so excited about this. This pizza looks awesome. It's coming. But then for people to actually come out because you guys, your first time open, you sold out in 40 minutes. What was that like to not just get the, the external buzz, but to actually have everybody like flood the bus as soon as you were open? Crazy. It was like, a little crazy, yeah. For me, it was a huge relief because I was very, very yeah. nervous about moving my whole business and whole life here. And I was like, man, if no one buys it, I'm hosed. Like, I don't really, I'll go get a job, like I said, but like, <laughs> man, I prefer to just keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as soon as... As soon as we pulled up and there's people waiting there, and then the next few days happened, I was like, oh, yes, just keep going, keep going, please. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was a big relief for me just on a business level because I didn't know. I didn't, like, Detroit Pizza, there's only, you know, the one other place here doing it, so I didn't know how many people were really going to dig that style and all that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been awesome. It's been kind of surreal. What are some of the biggest differences between Omaha diners and Vegas diners? <laughs> That's a oh, tough question. Man, I don't really know, quite honestly. <laughs> like, quite a, all of our customers every, everywhere have been really cool. Anyone that comes to get a, our pizza. Um, there's those few spots in Vegas. Like, if you're down, like, towards the Strip, everyone's partying and drinking, and they'll get a bit mouthy, which I don't really like. It's not really what I'm trying to do with my night is hang out by those people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there was some of those places that kind of bothered us, but, like, eh, like, good, good honest, awesome people that, in all places that just keep coming out and supporting us and just enjoy what we're creating and understand what we're trying to make and that we're not just trying to shove out pizza to make a buck, you know? So everyone's been really cool in both places, honestly, on that mm-hmm. level. What is the wave of food truck life like? Because there there are times where, you know, you guys are selling out and it might be two weeks straight where it's just sell out, sell out, sell out. You're just like, it's like a zombie horde swar- swarming the bus. It just everybody just wants some. But then there are leaner times, too, where maybe the weather's not great or, you know, it's Fourth of July weekend or whatever it might be where you just you have those. Time. How do you kind of keep yourself even during those up and down periods? It's been a lot of this. I mean, I feel like since coming here has been the times where we've experienced that the most with winter and fluctuation and, weather. Um Vegas, it was fairly consistent most of the time, but here we've we did have to deal with that winter. Obviously, was a much slower time for us, so we took that time to practice with some new stuff, play around with some new ingredients. Um, we balanced out some of the lack of work with me subbing. Um, that way, is it you know we still had some income coming in. We did um, like bus work. I ordered pans. You know, we just kind of did some of that background work. We also just while we had yeah, free time, we upped we upped our amount of. Um, online ordering over the winter that way people didn't have to come and stand around in the cold um so it's just been just a learning game figuring out okay what's going to bring people out even though okay it's negative 20 degrees and there's a bunch of snow on the ground how are we going to still bring people out and it's just even that like what temperatures can we even work in you know we have thresholds it's either too hot or too cold like the oven doesn't work right things like that yeah or we're just risking our health out there in the heat kind of things so um I don't know. We're not perfect at it, of course. We're learning every day, but uh, I think we knew that the first year was going to be, at least, was going to be like, what's even the weather like? You know, what are the patterns of people coming out and stuff? So mm-hmm. it's just an adjustment, but we just ride it and go with it. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, however next week seems it's going to be, we'll just 
go with it. I don't know. <laughs> you gave the big shout out to Trucks and Taps earlier, and mm-hmm. I, it was sometime last fall that you guys moved in there and became part of the permanent rotation of trucks. December, that, that finally. Pop up there. I've been bugging them for like a year. <laughs> finally, let me in. Why was that a game changer to to have that as kind of like your central hub? <clears throat> Well, you have to have a food truck commissary anyway. You have to have a licensed kitchen to prep out of anyway, and you need somewhere to park. We had a, uh, we were parking at home just because, to my knowledge, there's no rule against it. But a neighbor complained, so we had to move. So we had to find somewhere for it anyway. Um, Who would? What neighbor complains about having a pizza? Clearly, bus not near one them. that came over for those driveway parties where I was cooking free pizza for everyone. Not one of those neighbors. Feel, feel, feel yeah. free to move in our neighborhood yeah, if you seriously. want to. Yeah, not one of them. Um, yeah, we just uh, we needed a place anyway, and then um, you have to have a kitchen anyway, and then i just been bugging them literally for, like, uh, Trucks and Taps was, like, a big reason I moved here. There's nothing like that in Vegas, and I've always told them, you're slacking, you're slacking. Like, there's so many, like, Sonics are just open-air places, or, you know, there should be a food truck hub for there being a thousand food trucks in Vegas or whatever there is. There's, like, a ton, um, and there's not. So that was really cool here that someone had that. Um, so, yeah, it was just they, I just kept bugging them for, like, a year. I was like, whenever there's space, whenever there's space, there ended up being space, and they let us in. But the game-changer part of it is that we can open whenever we want. Like, at a normal commissary, like my one in Vegas, it's a warehouse, and we're parked in the back behind a locked gate. It's not somewhere you can just open. So the fact that they have a patio, um, you know, activities going on, pet-friendly, kid-friendly, full bar, other food, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's an outdoor food court, really. It's awesome. So The game-changer, too, came in that, even last week or two weeks ago when the bus engine suddenly wasn't working anymore. Yeah, that's huge for us. That's huge. Now we can still open and have a place to sell while we try to figure out what's going on with the bus versus before not having a place like that to sell at. We just didn't open. Yeah, it's not all pizza. Like, I'm a YouTube mechanic, too. Like, I'm (laughs) trying to fix, you know, transmissions and all these things that I have no idea about. Otherwise, we can't go make money, so... Yeah, it's been really cool having that as an option for that. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, get a brick and mortar. We pretty much have one. You just have to come to Trucks and Taps, like, as long as we're there. Um, that's essentially what that is. So that's, you know, for us, that's really cool. I don't know. It uh, expands the capabilities. You know, we can do a lot more there. And everyone there, I've been to other commissaries for years in, in Vegas and uh, a couple here, and uh, there's not as many people in these other places like, full-on cooking, like, homemade things because there's not really a provided kitchen in some of these places. It's just kind of storage. Um, so being in a place where people are, like, cooking things from scratch, like, all the time, and it smells awesome in there and stuff, it's been inspiring, too, as far yeah. as, like, going to those uh, different toppings that you were looking up and stuff. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, you guys have kind of developed, like, a, a community over yeah. there because you're you and the other trucks are constantly pic- posting pictures on Instagram of eating each other's food You've taken stuff from the Dyer Lion, like British pub food or fried chicken sandwiches from Burning Bridges, and you're putting them on pizza. It's fun to see you're not just working alongside these people, but you're cooperating with them and kind of making like a little found food family almost. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is. I it's mean, an awesome vibe right now in there, great I think. over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, lots of good food, lots of good people, just good intentions, and we're all just having fun. Yeah. It's a cool spot. You've been there a bunch, you know. Oh, I love trucks and taps. Awesome place is legit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so earlier, you mentioned a second bus. If uh, if zero is no idea of having a second bus, and a hundred is the second bus is happening, where are we right now? Fifty. 
Okay. How do, how do we? Say that's fair. Yeah. How, how do we move that closer to the hundred? Find, find me the bus. Find you the bus. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. You can find you big buses all day long. You can find the little shorties all day long. Midsize is kind of hard to find a, like an actual like because then you have to think. I was just saying, you know, I'm a YouTube mechanic now too, so you have to look at the engine and all these things. Like, what year is it? Um, so. As rare as kind of like a mid-sized bus is to come up, then there's all these other things I have to look at first to make sure I can even check it out. So I've been looking, but it's, it's hard to find. So definitely we're at a growth issue, you know, as you, as you talked about the sellouts. And we're just like there's only Tapped so out. much space out there. <laughs> and we're just like the fridge is only so big and all these things. It's like we really can't do more than like 120 pizzas in a day, honestly, unless somehow magically figure something out, which we probably will. We're pretty good at that. Figure out something. But um, So, yeah. Bus 2, if we can find one, I'm down. I got a really good deal from a man, Tiki Sam, on an oven, so I can build the exact same bus pretty much again. Um, I already have, like, the equipment pretty much waiting. So I want someone in my life called Tiki Sam. He's awesome. Tiki like Sam. Shout awesome. out, cool Tiki dude. Sam. <laughs> he's, he's so awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. His wife drew our pizza logo. Okay. She's T- awesome. Talented too. one. Yep. All right, I want to hit you guys before we get out of here with some pizza quick hitters, if that's okay. One pizza topping for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just one? Just one. I'm going to put your feet to the fire. Sausage for me. Yeah. If we go out to out and order pizza, we almost always get sausage. <laughs> Italian sausage is so good. That's it's a pain it in the butt to work with, but it's, the flavor is awesome. So good. That's why this marriage works. If you align on favorite pizza toppings, that's like the most important thing in marriage. That should be a part of marriage counseling, I think. Where was the best pizza you've ever eaten? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm bringing the the heavy hitters. I'm probably thinking what you're thinking, maybe. What what would you say? I don't know. Lino's. Yeah, Lino's or Capri. Places he grew up at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in Rockford, Illinois. Rockford, Illinois. Is yeah, we've eaten a lot of pizza around, and uh, not many knows. people know about it. But Rockford, Illinois, has some of the See, most Izzy legit. Knows. Most, yeah. Look at that face Izzy's on a smiling, kid. Yeah, <laughs> kids That's the don't face lie. Says yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, something about the pizza. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, and everyone's got that. Uh, what's I think it's called? Uh, I don't know. There's a. So, like, the acronym with the letters or whatever, is that what it's called? There's one for, like, pizza I grew up eating or something like that it's called. Um, so everyone kind of has theirs. But you don't know about Rockford, Illinois pizza unless you know about Rockford, Illinois pizza. I'm just going to say that. There's nothing about it uh, anywhere else, really. No. So I haven't found it anywhere else. But there's a place <laughs> called Lino's, tavern style, legit. has these big old 1940s ovens, these big old rotating things that have been in there forever. Um, and then there's another place called Capri. They unfortunately had a fire like a year and a half ago, but they're rebuilding. So looking forward to getting back there when they rebuild. Okay. I asked Cherish this question earlier, so now I'm going to ask you. Favorite special pizza you've ever made? Like, different than what's on our menu or just, like, yeah. whenever? Something crazy. Something, whatever that means to you, whether it was just, like, j- just this absolutely crazy idea that came together or maybe it was. You it, know, I like that one everyone okay. hated because I see the potential to it. I think it was awesome. I don't remember which okay, one t- Oh, you'll remember when I tell you the Disneyland one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was awesome. Well, it was a, 
Uh, it was, pi- would be hot dogs, pickles, and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it Disney, was a- Disneyland has like a corn dog, but it's it's a hot dog shoved inside like a big old pickle, and then they and then cornbread and then like deep fried corn dog, and then, and then they served it with peanut butter. Scoop it with peanut butter. <laughs> I did not eat it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Dan's face says it all. I'll I'll try ju- I'll try anything one time. So I would try one time. it. I I think that would be a one and done for me. But who knows? I ten, so you, ten years ago, if you would have told me peanut butter on a burger, I never would have eaten it. Right? And now I love peanut and butter on a so burger. Good. So who knows? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's got it's got sweet. It's got salty. It's got weird. <laughs> it's got a lot of weird, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I like uh, if I think of just crazy that I actually. I think that one has potential if you put them on in the right uh, in the right fashion. I don't know. We just kind of threw it together, and it was like, ah, oh, this is fun. It was literally right after we got back from Disneyland, and he was like, oh, I want to try this. My straight up, though, like, I think my favorite collab uh, type of, like, creation that we've done would be the jerk chicken. Oh, yeah. Jerk chicken from my man Rod Ryan from Yod Patty um, in Las Vegas. Trying to get a move here. Ryan, salary job. I'm still telling you every time I see you, Ryan, come out. <laughs> Trying to get him to move here and work with us. I mean, if, fingers crossed, dude. You're gonna love his food. He would have. Yeah. He has the best dude, Jamaican food ever. I'm, he, I'm here for jer- dude. If he moves here, oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do a collab with. He makes jerk chicken, uh, really good Jamaican food. So we'll put his jerk chicken on a pizza, and it's got like lemon zest and scallions and uh, lime zest. Sorry, lime zest, better than lemon. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what else, but it was so good. Okay. We talked online a little bit about this, but now I want to make it public just so we make sure it makes we make it happen. A restaurant hopping <coughs> pizza special. We talked about and yeah, we gotta figure it out. And this can be adjusted, but it's some combination of pepperoni, caramelized onions, cream cheese, and Mike's hot honey. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet, but I'm speaking it into existence right now. So all these people in this room and people watching and listening. They're like, oh, that sounds amazing. Look at everybody wants it. Their, I told their them eyes I, are all lit I up. think we should infuse the cream cheese with the or the in the Mike's hot honey into the cream cheese. That sounds that fantastic. We've never played with cream cheese. Honestly, we had never really heard of it till we got here. Yeah, this so. is a this is, is a good thing. It's oh, not a, okay. Yeah, we don't. Nope. Yeah, oh. but it was so good. We'll I've tried it a few it. times and it's good. But we're fat. We like our cream cheese. I'm thinking that Mike's <laughs> hot honey cream cheese would be pretty sick. That does sound really good. Honestly, I'm I'm not going to deter you from that. Last question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Of course. What do you mean? <gasps> oh, descent. Look at this. No. Did you not hear the pizza I just told you about? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Pineapple's like the most common thing you use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, but, it, but in all seriousness, uh, you guys have turned something that was just a passion project uh, a, a couple of years ago, four or five years ago, and you've made a legitimate business out of it that has succeeded in not just one market, but now two what would your advice be to somebody who's just doing something on the side and they're really enjoying it, but they, they're kind of thinking about taking that leap? What would your advice to them be? Follow your passion. Don't, don't fold for anybody. You know, we had people when we were starting our food truck out there trying to tell us where we could go and how to do it and all this stuff, and we didn't yield. We, you know, we're like, no, this is our business. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we want to do. And I think that's been... A big factor in our success is we just do what we want to do. Do what you, yeah, what you what you want to do within your capabilities for sure. Don't let uh, don't let something discourage you. Someone else did it, or even if they didn't, say you're the one that did it. Like just just go do it. 
Otherwise, what are you going to think about next week if you, if you decided not to, right? You're going to be thinking about that missed opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. you are. Yeah. Why not? You're Just gonna go for it. You're going to have mistakes and what are you gonna? Are you going to live twice? I don't think that'd, so. I mean, that'd be sweet. Maybe, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you don't know, right? So just, just go for it. Just, uh, I don't know. For me, I said earlier, I kind of like risk. I don't know. Life, life is happens once. I've done a lot of weird, risky things and had a lot of fun jobs in my life, and it's never not worked out. So until it doesn't work out, I'm just gonna. <laughs> that's that's what I would say. Just go for it. You know. Just keep, um, keep obviously, putting, you know, putting peanut butter on pizza and just see what happens. Just be smart about it. Put peanut butter on pizza. <laughs> There's one takeaway from the podcast. That's it. <laughs> Peanut butter and pickles on pizza. Uh, All right. So what a, scary, what a scary moment. No one else liked that but me. Ugh, it was so gross. We're gonna we're gonna wind down a little bit here, but this is the point where y- you said earlier. Oh, I'm not gonna say we have the best pizza. I'll say it as a third party. You, this is one of the best pizza spots in Omaha. One of my absolute favorites. I, you've made me fall in love with Detroit style in a way that I Thank didn't you. know. Was, I didn't know that that was a love that I needed in my life, and now, and now I do. But I think if anyone who's eaten at Izzy's, they can kind of, it makes sense why it's so good. You guys shred your own cheese. You make your own dough. Every social media post that you guys put out, that's you guys. You don't have a marketing department or, or anything. If you come to the bus, it's going to be you two on the bus, maybe Izzy, Mike, Cherish's dad. Like, this is a... Steve. Fi- Steve, I'm... What did I say? We might get a mic. I don't I'm know. Sorry, we'll Steve. Get we'll get a mic. No. <laughs> he has been called. Okay, first. Steve, Mike, whatever his name is. Steve, Steve is awesome. Steve is awesome. Thank you, Steve. But but I think that's so much of what goes into your success is you guys care so much and it's a family operation. And I think just listening to you guys talk about pizza, you can tell how much you care. That comes through in the product. Thank you guys so much for. For coming out and for cooking pizzas for all these people and for coming on the podcast again, like I, this is your day off and you came and came on a no, dopey podcast. Like I sincerely <laughs> appreciate your time. Never a day off, man. You're welcome. Never. <laughs> I'm, I'm always down. Thank you, man, and thank, thank you. you. I'd like to uh, just thank you too because you know what a help you've been to us. And you clearly, I think, hopefully, you know that uh, you had us on before. You've really talked about us a lot. Uh, you just. You just lied to all these people about how much you love our food. Just uh, did I lie? No. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, dude. that's the background picture. It's on, on his my phone. lock screen. Wow. Most people oh. have their dogs or I maybe their wife or something. I, I have wife. pizza. My man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, on just uh, on a local business level too. Like, uh, thank you for doing what you do, man, because it really helps us out a lot, mm-hmm. and it's fun to just do something like this. There's not every day we get to come down and hang out with Dan Hoppin on a live podcast. So this is pretty cool, right? Honestly, I'm just inspired by people like you. And I think that stories like yours need to be told. And I'm going to do whatever I can to to shine the spotlight on you guys because you deserve it. So with that, Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.